<laughs> yes, let's. Ladies and gentlemen of the interwebs, welcome back to Let's Talk About It, a Chikiwaki podcast. And today we are back with the Kuishi Maju series. Um, my guest today is not a Kenyan. In fact, he's living abroad in Kenya. So that means he's, he's not Kenyan. He is from the great country of Nigeria, um, West Africa. The same country as Bonaboy, the same country as Obi Mikel. Wow, amazing. <laughs> hey. I know these things. I know these things. <laughs> you know, Nigeria has produced several greats, Yvonne Oji, uh, who else? Manolo Etuk. And now on the show, we have Isaac Praise Labi. I call him Labi. He became a friend of mine um, in Desta University. He joined Desta about three years ago. And we became friends after a while. He's an amazing, amazing human being. He does a lot of things. He sings, he acts, he plays computer games. And he's barely good at Monopoly. Yani, <laughs> if you play Monopoly with him, you are likely to win him because he kind of sucks at that. It's important to see like both sides of a human being. They're great aspects and they're not so great aspects. Um, he recently turned a year older, so happy birthday to you. And this brings him to three years and two months in Kenya. Today we get to hear his experience of being a Nigerian in Kenya. Welcome to the podcast, Isaac Praise Labi. Welcome. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, all those things just for me. <laughs> the Lord, look at Jesus lifting me up. <laughs> Thank you. Mama, I've made it. I have yeah, been <laughs> and be like, well, I'm listening to the podcast. I'm on a podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Speaking of which, Labi actually has his own podcast. And before we started recording, we were talking about how he needs to step up his podcast game because he's an amazing storyteller. Like I'll have all the links to his stuff in the description of this podcast episode. Um, but you'll get to hear how he tells amazing stories. So Labi, let's start with what is the name of your podcast and when can we expect more episodes as your fan personally? <laughs> well, um, the name of my podcast is in Isaac's eyes and why I gave it that name was just um, like, I want everyone to look at my story through my own eyes. Like it doesn't make sense. Like I just wanted it to be the opposite. What they see might not be what exactly is visible life from your perspective yes awesome so you came to kenya in 2018 2018 right and was kenya what you expected it to be uh <laughs> well funny enough it, it it was and it was not at the same time it's like um, my my perspective of the country, you know, like when you Google Kenya, let me tell you, to be honest, like mm -hmm. all you see is like, you know, the ocean, mm -hmm. Maasai, mm -hmm. Maasai places and all that. Mm -hmm. So like, that's what you're expected to see almost everywhere. Mm -hmm. But like, that's the good part. But now the rest of Kenya, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's talk about Daystar to be specific. Mm -hmm. I was highly disappointed when I came to Daystar. You know, I'm going to a university outside my country. Let me see where I'm going to. So, you know, I was just seeing, you know, nice photos, white people. I was just like, ah, this this university looks cool. Afrizo going to the US and all that. Mm -hmm. And I call the white people. 
<laughs> where the fancy, amazing buildings I was seeing. Nothing. Like all these buildings were looking old. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> Not what I expected, but you know what? <laughs> it's it's what I got. I'm here now. Um, there's this, yeah, there's definitely this uh image of Desta and of Kenya to speak in general term. You expect to see wildlife is because that's what we're known for. We're known for our beaches, we're known for our animals, but there's a whole side you don't see. Um, and you only see it when you arrive here. You can't even describe it to someone who's not here because it's an experience. Kenya, Kenya is an experience. Yes, it is. So when you found out Kenya and what Kenya was, how, how is it different from Nigeria? Um, first of all, the way people think. Uh-huh. You know, Nigeria, we we usually have this, we're usually brought up with this mindset of urgency. Like, uh-huh. you know, go get it, go get it, go do this, go do that. Come on, what are you doing? At this age, you're supposed to be doing this. And then you come to Kenya and it's like, it's a relaxed mindset and you're just like, okay. Then somebody's like, ah, I'm still young. Then you ask them how they are. Then they're like 20. And I'm like, do you know in my country, they'll be asking you if you have a job by now. Like, have you started early? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that 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 sense of urgency was not in the majority of the people I met. Mm-hmm. And like our culture, our styles of like respect, greetings, they were, were very different in mm-hmm. general, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, our way of life and how we just we just approach things. That's so interesting because I think among East Africans, Kenyans are the most. We seem to be the the most on the run. We're constantly like, what we move too fast, and sometimes we're too brash and disrespectful in some cases, in some instances, compared to our East African counterparts. So to hear that we are not we're not as i think in nigeria it's just it's just different we we are seen to be slow that's that's very interesting and yeah. and <laughs> and i also think as kenyans we get offended so quickly very true so easily very very true <laughs> so to hear you saying we're slow i i should as a kenyan I should be offended. I should be like, what do you mean we're slow? Have you seen, <laughs> how do you mean, what do you mean we're slow and we have the fastest trainers in the world? Like, I, I feel like we're always ready <laughs> for violence. We're ready to fight. But that's very interesting. So um, what do you miss most about home? Ah, uh, food. Food. <laughs> Number one is food. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry, family members, but food comes first. Uh, and then my family, honestly, like as, as much as uh, I, I enjoyed the fact that I'm, I'm a bit away from them and like I get that little bit of freedom to, mm-hmm. to find my own self and find my own way in life. I, mm-hmm. I do miss them at times. Like I've not been home since I came to Kenya. So it's, it's, it's been quite difficult. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the time where I go like, visit for a holiday and you know get to eat the food get to meet people i miss the music mm-hmm. live music um i miss i miss the culture you know 
Okay. Um, how do you deal with homesickness? So like you miss the culture, you miss the food, you miss your family. What what do you do to deal with homesickness? You know, the best things I've tried so far is to like listen to our music, um, try watching like some Nigerian movies, uh <laughs> comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just start looking for things Nigeria. Mm. And like for a moment, like I just I, I get the feeling that I used to feel before. Mm-hmm. And it just like brings that warmth and joy. Like it usually happens like in the midnight for some weird reason. I'll refuse to sleep. <laughs> and then I'll just be like, I miss my home. I just go and it's like God is listening to me. Then all I find is Nigerian content. And I'm like, oh, yes, nice. it is mine for the taking. Nice. And yeah. Okay. So I think this is something that's come up again because um, in previous episodes, when I've asked that same question, how do you deal with homesickness? There's this. I I listen to music from home or I look at pictures from home. There's this huge art art and music and movies are such huge carriers of our culture. And I think it's so important for artists and people who create things to know that, yes, you're at home creating what you think is who you are, but you're also helping people outside of your country, like remain connected. Yeah. That's, it's so important to continue creating, to continue making content. Um, I'm speaking to everyone who has a project that they've been postponing. Anyone who might have a podcast that they've not really worked on for a while, like your, your career of your home and your culture and you're helping not just the people at home, but also the people abroad. So there's this famous saying, which now has just gone around the world. I don't even think I'd say it right. I'm going to (laughs) try. Here we go. So when they say Niger no Dekaji last, what does that mean to you? Um, to me, Niger no Dekaji last is like Nigeria can never be defeated. Nigeria mm-hmm. will always remain on top, you know. We as Nigerians were known for greatness and everywhere we go, we represent that. Even though at times we might not represent it positively, <laughs> but <laughs> like you, you have to say, you have to be honest yet still. Nigeria cannot carry last. Nigeria no they carry last. Mm-hmm. Mata, like we will remain strong, we will remain on top of our game for as long as we remain. Yeah. Wherever you are, whatever you do. So what's the biggest misconception that you've had to deal with as a Nigerian in Kenya? Oh my goodness. Fraud. Oh Jesus Christ. Are they you serious? Think, they think everyone is a fraudster. Like who is they? Okay, not 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 um most of the students I've met in school, like some of them who have questions about Nigeria. Like one of the first questions they start with is like, why why is it true that everyone in Nigeria is a fraudster? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Like if I was a fraudster, do you think you have your money by now? No, you that bad side of us, but it's not for everyone understands that. Even the government misunderstands that that when they see just Nigeria, the first thing they think about is that ah, you're a fraudster. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't come here legally, you know what you're doing here is wrong. You've come to just pollute our country and all that. So yeah, that's that's one of the biggest. And uh 
witchcraft like not everyone does witchcraft guys like it's 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 true it's it's a reality it's what we live with our everyday life like that's that's one of the reasons why god holds an important position in a nigerian family because we believe that it's god that keeps us because if you if you see the stories that you think are lies mm-hmm. were actually true you'd you'd realize god keeps you so yeah like not everyone does witchcraft like oh my gosh can you do witchcraft no i cannot <laughs> <laughs> has someone actually asked you that yes <laughs> are you serious i am serious like can you do witchcraft like why are you calling you, um, me a witch wow <laughs> you know oh my like, goodness that's disrespectful you know and like uh, there are others who don't actually believe that those things really happen and i'm like that's what make afro cinema scary like the old movies like mm-hmm. what what the the concepts they bring in movies mm-hmm. it happens in real life it's not something that we are being imaginative mm-hmm. it's something that you know we already know how this is so let's use it in our favor that's 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 basically it that's crazy i don't think we have that kind of spiritual activity we don't have that much spiritual activity in kenya so when we watch afro cinema that's it's it looks like fiction it looks like someone's imagination is fertile they've really thought up a crazy story (laughs) oh my god i wish that's that's crazy um so (laughs) it sounds like a lot of people have asked you very invasive and very rude questions which brings me to my next question what things do you think that can be changed about us as kenyans that would make it easier for people of other nationalities to live here i can already see you have a lot to say (laughs) (laughs) Uh, first of all courtesy courtesy is like one of the very first things we receive as Nigerians as home training because mm-hmm. we are like no matter who you're talking to be mm-hmm. respectful even though the person is your junior they still are respected or we like say respectful way to approach that person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not just be too rude and too overbearing you know when you're in Kenya oh my god it's it's like <sighs> You know, for us as internationals, let me use this example. Like when it comes to English and Swahili, you know, there are those who actually yes. like try and like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Okay, I would speak English because you're here. You know, like that thing of there's someone here that is not understanding the information mm-hmm. I'm passing across. Mm-hmm. Then there are those who you pass the information to that you do not understand them and then they make it a big deal why don't you understand them why will you come to the country if you were not willing to understand us and i'm like if you came to nigeria and i did that same thing to you in fact you know i can sell you (laughs) without you knowing I'm just putting it out there. I'll like, sell you in my language and you won't know what I've done. You will not know what I've done. But like still in Nigeria, we try to speak English when we see someone uh, has that language barrier between mm-hmm. us. But in Kenya, it's like, no, you know, I've actually experienced someone who said that she dislikes internationals. And I, she was asked why. And she's like, why? because they speak so much English, you know, all hey. this and that. And I am like, 
English is an international language worldwide. What does so, that say about what, you who can't speak English? <laughs> you know, yeah. to come to university, like, what's what's the problem? And and so on and so forth. So Katsi, Katsi goes a long way, you know. When and again it comes to like other things like properties, like um, I've experienced so many Kenyans who just see my stuff and mm-hmm. just Take put it. their hands on it without asking. Like mm. there, was, there are even times when you'll be eating and just because you, your high hello friends and you just turn, someone takes your spoon and like takes a bite out of it. It's not like I have a problem from you taking a bite out of my food, but it goes a long way if you ask me like, hey, can wait, you wait, your food? Do wait, you wait, you left, no, wait, don't even wait. <laughs> you left me at they use your spoon. Yeah. They put your spoon in their mouth? Yes, they Are do. we related to one another? No. <laughs> no, we are not. We are not. Like, we are just hello high. That's like, that's disgusting. That's just wrong. It, it has even happened as recent as, like, last week. Last week, there was this person. We've been seeing each other, but we've never spoken to each other. We just mm-hmm. started speaking to, to each other just recently. Then... um she she wanted to taste my food mm-hmm. and you see now be a girl first of all it, oh my gosh oh my goodness mm-hmm. she wanted to taste my food and you see now you can just ask me hey labby can i taste that in your plate you know and i'll say yes of course why not why will i stop you from tasting my food why why you know but then she just like I was talking to someone else, and then she didn't even use a spoon. She put her hand in the days grabbed, of Corona. Ah, <laughs> grabbed a piece of meat and put it in her mouth and looked at me, and I was like, "The fact that you're not feeling any sense of guilt is problematic, you know." And I was talking about it with my friend, and I was like. How is it that she feels so comfortable doing that? Like, I cannot even do that, even to like the closest of friends. Like, I'll sit and I'm like, can I have a piece of that? And they will give me with their hand. Or if they say, here, use this and take it like this. That's how it goes. But no, it's like the, the slightest bit of comfortability courtesy goes out the window. Mm. <laughs> it's like, like this, there's this over familiarity. Yes. It's like because we're talking to one another, then we're, we're friends close enough to be yeah. like siblings. That yeah. is just wrong. That is disgusting. Imagine. And I've also, I've also seen with my own eyes, what you are saying about um, not showing any understanding about the language for some reason. I think most Kenyans, or at least the ones I saw, think Kiswahili is the number one. And it's not even Kiswahili Sanifu. It's not correct Kiswahili. It's Sheng. <laughs> Sheng is spoken by every single human being on the planet. If you don't speak Sheng, you don't have a brain. I'm not speaking English for you, which I was, I personally was so disgusted by that behavior. And I remember when I was a freshman in Desta. So many people would refuse to accept that we had international students among us or people who just didn't know Sheng or Kiswahili. So it's kind of your business. It's your problem if you don't understand what I'm saying and I'm not going to translate. And I find that so rude, so unwelcoming. Yeah, yeah. I know. 
And it's it, the problem is that it's not just among young people, like even the lecturers themselves. Mm-hmm. I've had a lecturer who was like, um, you don't understand Swahili, you must understand Swahili by force. And I'm like, I did not come to understand Swahili by force. <laughs> I came so that you teach me, you know, this course, you see, which is taught in English, by the way. Yeah. So why is it a problem if I don't understand Swahili? And I also think then if that is the attitude of students and staff, then make a class, make a Swahili class, make an introductory Swahili class, it makes you even more competitive because if people really do want to study the language, you're giving them an opportunity to do so instead of harassing students who are not from Kenya. But if you say you teach your courses in English, then do that. Teach your courses in English. You know, it's it's like how it is in China or the US where mm-hmm. internationals should learn English or internationals should learn Chinese mm-hmm. as they further themselves in their studies, mm-hmm. you know, so that they'll be able to adapt more into the community. Yeah. So I get that. Okay. Um, anything else you want to add to the list? <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like courtesy was like the majority and respect, mm-hmm. respect to your elders, you know, like, okay, I, I am not one to be like, oh, your culture should be like this. No, but at least respect the age that person carries or the, the name on that person or who that person is. You know, I have seen students respect disrespect staff and just other people and i'm like just because you're you're the focus here does not give you the right you know in nigeria you cannot try such a thing where okay just because that person is a cleaner you disrespect them like i still find myself till now when a cleaner is cleaning and i have to pass through where they clean i say sorry Mm -hmm. and i continue you know because i respect them and they're older than me. They would have had better lives, but this mm. is where they're at and mm. this is what they're doing. So me crawling on, like stepping on them is just disgusting. Mm. And I, I experienced it just recently, actually in the cafeteria when we were getting our dinner. Mm-hmm. So the dinner, the food that was cooked was not enough for everyone. Mm-hmm. So they came, they spoke with us that were there on the line and they were like, they do not have this is what they have available at mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. And because of curfew, they will not be able to prepare anything because mm-hmm. they have to also go back to their homes. Some of them have kids. Mm-hmm. Some of them are married. Mm-hmm. Some of them still have to go home. Nonetheless, you know, mm-hmm. they have nowhere to stay if they are to stay in school. And so without understanding, we said, okay, it's not the best option, but you know what? We will accept it. And then while we were waiting, some other people came and mm-hmm. immediately they saw what we were giving. They started lashing out. And I was like, first of all, you came late. Second of all, they are not your mates. You know, mm-hmm. they are older than you, you know, mm-hmm. give them that sense of respect. As much as you are unhappy, there's a way to pass your, there's a way to, to, to communicate a, that, communicate yeah. that I am unhappy with your services without being disrespectful. Yeah. You understand? So it's, it's just like, Yeah, I think there's a lot. You said something at the beginning. You said when one of the things you're taught at home is respect and courtesy. There's that responsibility that families have to train children 
who will now become the citizens of a country. And so I think a lot of these attitudes we pick up from home. We pick up how our parents talk about their bosses, how our elders speak about political leaders. It all trickles down. And I, I don't think in the Kenyan way of life, there's much thought into how we treat each other. There's a lot of thought into how much money you're making, where, what place you are in life and how it's moved, how you're moving to the next level. But there's no courtesy. There's no respect. There's no individual responsibility. We're usually, we think in groups. We think as first years or kikuyus or businessmen. <laughs> we think as, we think in groups. We don't think as individuals. And I think it really shows and it's very obvious to foreigners when they come here. So thank you for pointing that out. Um, uh, if there are any Kenyans listening, Kazikwetu, <laughs> it's on us to change <laughs> the yes. narrative. It's on us to change Kazikwetu. What advice would you give to anyone who is going to live abroad? And do you have any tips and tricks to share? Um, first of all, you, you should know how to manage money. Mm-hmm. Money management goes a long way. Trust you me. Because mm-hmm. me, I was, I was so used to the comfortable life in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. That when I came here, and like the Kenyan currency is stronger than the Naira. So... Uh-huh. <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> but we had each other. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's up for debate. Do you really want us to go there right now? Where we to... can Google it. Nigeria is the richest country in Africa. In corruption richest. or no. in like in, in general wealth, we're the richest, but our currency is just not good. That's a problem. About the corruption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, it's not like, like it's not like Kenya is not corrupt. I think we're we're, we're about to kick you guys off that seat. by the way. You guys are which is not something debt, which is not which something was... to be proud of. But let's go back to saying our currency is stronger. <laughs> let's just go back to it. <laughs> so yeah, like money management. I I did not know how to manage money. Even till now, I'm still learning how to manage money. It's it's a thing of, you know, I need to like now I can I can I can have money and like it doesn't go at one blow mm-hmm. like now it stays like a little bit longer mm-hmm. but i i wish i i knew how to do that longer before in nigeria Long like, before, yeah yeah so that when i come here it will be much more easier because trust me it will it will help you in a long way you know because now you're in a country and the currency is higher than yours which means like even though your parents might be sending you a big amount in Naira mm-hmm. here to just, you know, change to small. So that way you'll mm-hmm. be able to manage, mm-hmm. you'll, be, you'll be able to prioritize, get what you need mm-hmm. over what you want, you know, and just be able to do things accordingly. And yeah, learn, learn to be, uh, to be, what will I say, to, to always remember, because when you're in another country, it's mm-hmm. you who keeps watch over. Oh, my my visa is ending. I need to renew it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is going bad because it is not good for you to leave it to stay past the deadline because that will give you double problems. That will yeah. give you double issues and you know all that. And like honestly, you're in another country for God's sake. Like leave leave the most. 
positive life you can because like one bit of negativity and my friend you're kicked out yeah, like it's not your country one mistake and you're kicked it's out it's not your home not your so home. Yeah. always put that behind your head like no matter how long you might have stayed no matter how comfortable you might feel at the end of the day, you're still a foreigner. Like mm. even though you stayed here for 20 years, my uncle has stayed here for 25 years plus. And every time he still says that, no matter how long he feels he has stayed, he still reminds himself, he's still a foreigner. At the end of the day, you see he's Nigerian. He's born Nigerian. He's been raised Nigerian. He just happened to live in Kenya. Mm. So he still has to understand that he, he should respect himself, you know? Respect himself, respect how he lives. Respect the choices he make, you know, mm-hmm. you not know, that you just come and, oh, I'm in this country now, you know, live the exact same way I was living at home. It's not going to happen. It's not the it's same. Not going to happen. It's, it's not, not the, the same. same. All right. Anything else? Any other advice? You've, you've talked about money management. You've talked about being conscious that you are still a foreigner. This is not your home. So have your visa in check. Make sure you're following the law. You're obeying the laws of the land you find yourself in. Because one mistake, two mistakes, you're out. You're back home. Yeah. And the opportunities that you would enjoy in a foreign country, those are taken away from you so yes. quickly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll say finally, it's like, don't be closed-minded. Closed-minded in the sense that you're just like, oh, I came here to study and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know? There are opportunities that you can find in this country that you you not get in yours, you mm-hmm. know? Because mm-hmm. again, there's that advantage of you being a foreigner. Yeah. Like for you know, foreigner also has its advantages. Like me, I I'm people are like, oh, do you plan on going back to Nigeria when you're done? And I'm like, no. Because mm-hmm. so far I've already started something. I I have I have people I know, connections, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all these things. And if I go to Nigeria where I have nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's like, it's like living. It's like you've built a foundation here. Mm-hmm. Then instead of you to like complete the building, you now go to another property and like, you know, and start from scratch. <laughs> and yeah. start from scratch. It's like, if you have to leave, fine. We understand it's something you could not control, but if you have the opportunity to stay behind, I would highly suggest stay behind, start something for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, get that job, get that thing you're doing and build yourself. And if you feel you've built yourself enough to go to your country and like still remain in the same place and go higher, mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. You know, why not? So use the, be, be conscious, be open-minded to, opportunities that can yeah. keep you in this country for longer legally oh yes legally 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 for the sake of building your life and setting a good foundation for yourself for the rest of your life yes, yes. that's that's super important because i think people lose um a lot of opportunities by being close-minded and just saying i came to study yeah, that's, and that's all I'm going to do. Or I came on this work thing. <laughs> Once it's done, I'm out. It also, I think it also depends on what country you're going to. But that's a really good point. Take advantage of the opportunities that come your way. The advantages of being a foreigner. It's not all mm-hmm. bad. So on this podcast, we usually have a bonus question that each guest gets to answer. They have never seen. They don't know what question they'll be asked. But it's a would you rather question. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
So this is the final question before. No, this is the second last question I'll ask. So Labi, would you you rather be on a survival reality show or a dating game show? And why? Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) You know, first of all, I am not compatible for any of those. (laughs) Dating show for who? Ha! (laughs) There are lots of there are lots of dating shows. There's like the the bachelor type um show. Yeah. There's one called Date My Family where you you don't date the girl, you date like you go you have a meal with her either her sisters or her aunties or her parents, and then you choose which one you're going which of the girls that you've had lunch with their families, which which one of the girls are you going to take out for a date date? There's dating shows where you date someone without really seeing who they are. There are all kinds of dating shows. Um and then obviously I'm- a survival show is like doing high rope activities or doing extreme sports. <laughs> So what would you rather? Uh, now that you have said extreme sports and high rope activities, I would just choose the dating show. <laughs> First of all, have you seen me? Ah, physical fitness is far away. <laughs> you know, like I usually tell my friends this. I'm like, once my heart starts beating a certain way, like no matter how fun you say it is, you have your fun. Grace is sufficient for everybody, but not all. Not all. Like people are like, oh my gosh. Like, by the way, for fun, fun fact, I cannot swim. Like you take me to the pool. I am going to stay at the shallow, at the children's section. Like shamelessly, I am going to stay there. And people are like, Blabby, let's go swim. And I'm like, no, thank you. I can go and shower. It's the same thing to me. <laughs> And they're like, no, it's not fun. The water is cool. The chemicals. And I'm like, you see, for you, you can leave. You know, you can swim inside with confidence and like you still come out alive. But for me, I do not have that confidence. So I prefer to remain in my lane. Thank you. Like, <laughs> let's let's go rock climbing. That rock does not look safe to me. Why would I climb it? No. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can be fun. Like, there are times where I'll just say, you know what, let's climb it. But there are times where my heart will just be like, bros, sit down. And I'll respect myself. <laughs> I will sit down. Like, no matter the preaching you preach to me, if you, like, say Jesus has put one million on top, my one million will come down very soon. I will wait for it. You're not going <laughs> to climb. Oh, okay. I'm so not going to climb. A dating, a dating game show. That's it. Yeah, a dating game show. Because you can't swim. Ah. <laughs> this is this is my mentality you only live once eh? and if you feel like that chance of you living is going to be it's going to end knocked out my friend <laughs> humble yourself and stop saying ati you know live the dangerous life live the dangerous life then before you know it's gone too soon finish to <laughs> i have things to do in this life before i go thank you <laughs> awesome awesome so you would rather be on a dating game show that's really interesting cool yeah. so um the final question please complete the sentence home is the best home is the best yes. okay cool that's that's an abrupt end to the episode. <laughs> Home is the best because that's where the best foods are and that's where the wildest dramas are, are experienced. You, 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 it's just food. Where there's food, it's home. 
Where there's Nigerian food. It's not like where there's food is home. It's just like, I, like I have never, okay, like the, the, the way of living in my, my family was just like, we eat indoors, you know, mm-hmm. every time it's, it's like someone is cooking at home. Like we only had like, we used to go out to eat, but like, it was not as often. Like mm-hmm. when I came to Kenya, by the way, that was one of the great shocks where I'm like, people constantly keep going out. It's like every time, let's go out, let's go out, let's go out. And then me, I'm here. Like <laughs> I'm used to like our, our version of let's go out is like, we're going to a friend's house. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're going out, out like to an open place to a mm-hmm. restaurant mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that. So I am still not used to that life till now. You you can you can know because I I don't know many places. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I am hoping that I would eventually like start going out to see places. I mean, this year I've I've gone to quite a few places, so I can say like at least I'm being exposed a bit more. So I'm just so raised on that thing of eating my mom's cooking or my mm-hmm. sister or my aunt. So it's like it's it's what's it's what I'm used to. It's, it's, it's my whole system. I understand. I understand. I get it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Labby, for coming onto the podcast. I hope you've had fun. I've had a lot of fun. Yes, I have. Thank you so much for inviting me. I felt so, so, so honored. Yes. So to our listeners, um, please let us know, would you rather be on a survival reality show or a dating game show? Are you like Labby who can't swim? So, <laughs> and you don't climb rocks, but you're okay being on a dating show. Anyway, I'm not going to judge. Um, if you are not Kenyan and you're living in Kenya, we'd like to hear your experience. How have you overcome the challenges that come with living in Kenya? And also please hit the links in the description that will take you to Labby's page, his podcast and everything he's up to. Finally, please give this podcast an awesome review because we need more people to be listening to this content and your thumbs up or your approval really helps with the ratings and helps people know more about the podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening. See you in the next one. Bye.